0: Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Now let's check in with the man they call Hoop Scoop. Better known as Kevin <laughs> McPherson. <laughs>
1: you have a twenty-four hour job?
2: <laughs> well, the problem is Eric Melsman doesn't sleep and now does uh. he not sleep, he's he's creating more news cycles. So you have to either stay in step. Yeah, or get left behind. So you have no choice.
1: Now, Kevin, there's, there's, you can only have 13 scholarships, so we do know there's That's still right. over a thousand players in the transfer portal. So Arkansas can't go after all of them, can they?
2: Look, I, I put nothing past Eric Melsman. I mean, because what I joke about the, well, look at the, I mean, there's 10 newcomers that aren't on campus yet. We, Arkansas's got four, way too early number one rankings. Yeah. You can bet your bottom dollar; those were all <laughs> with the within mind that Jalen Williams is coming back. We don't know if he'll be that guy that stays in to create the space, huh. the opening for Arkansas to get back to thirteen. Is right now you're right; they're fourteen counting Jalen, so they're one over. I, I got to believe. Even if he comes back, even if he comes back, somebody else has to leave, and, yeah. and you know I, I, I'm not saying Arkansas doesn't deserve to be number one, but Merrick Mussman's never rebuilt. The roster to as many as ten, and I think something else interesting guys I've been saying for a while that I thought they'd get another guard out of the portal, and a big part of that was was J.D. Notay. I believe he was going to leave, and this is what I've learned: the guards that they had severe, that they had credible interest in, and they that they targeted or wanted, shied away after the Anthony Black commitment.
1: Well, of course, why why would you come well, in if? You seeing the guy the, you see the guys that are coming in? Good grief.
2: well that's true but but I'm just saying there's not even one I guess in their priority list because we've seen him now at four six nine guys. and so part of yeah. that is you, you you might want to double down a little bit with with Jalen Williams, but I would think that would be three six, nine guys, you know I'm not gonna and the other interesting thing is the twins, you know he's he's had yeah. success with the twins at Nevada. And how's he going to use these guys? Is, is it basically are these guys going to effectively play a single role and just alternate for each other to, you know, basically like bringing the same guy in, but he he's rested. <laughs> it's
1: like having you know, ten fouls much time with one they guy on the
2: floor together.
1: Yeah, ten for ten fouls for one guy because you got two guys that do the same, right?
2: Absolutely. Yeah. And, and so, but we don't know how he's going to use guys yet. What we do know is that he's never really ventured beyond a six rotation that gets heavy minutes. Right. He'll
1: That's right.
2: 7, 8, maybe a knife gal to check in for a few minutes. But he's also never turned the keys over to a an entire position group to youngsters.
1: He's about and to. If, and
2: if he's done in the portal, whether Jalen Williams comes back or not, yeah. Jalen Williams is a 6'10 guy. He's not a backcourt player.
1: Right.
2: Whether yeah. he comes back or not, based on what he's brought in, if he adds nobody else, the spots 1, 2, and 3 are going to be manned by freshmen maybe jack obviously jackson robinson who hasn't doesn't have much experience in two years of college so he'll get a, a do over on his sophomore year playing the wing assuming he's coming back and then maybe devo davis obviously is going to be a veteran guard but you're talking a bunch of six nine guys and if Jalen comes back another six ten how many how many big men are he going to put on the floor at once no more than two probably right sometimes one maybe even if he wants to go play big, it's probably not more than two. Or if he does go three, it won't be for extended minutes. So this will be unprecedented for Musselman, not only the number of newcomers, but relying on so many young players out of the gates. He'll have to. Now we don't know if he's done in the portal or if there's other moves come in, but you got to think when you're one over today. There's probably not a lot of room. There's not much more wiggle room to add guys.
1: Well, think about it though, Kevin. You, you've talked about these guys all year. He's got three five-star players coming in. Do you think those guys are going to play? Yeah, they're going to play. Absolutely. And they, and they might all play 30 or 35 minutes a game. That means even a guy like J.D. Note, if he was contemplating coming back, he's got to look at that and say, you know, I take some bad shots every now and then. If I, if I take a few, I might not get back in the game because he's got all these other guys. And so – you know, I can see why Tay would leave when, when you see all these guys coming in. Why would another guard even think about coming in? So the point is, your point is, he's never used, he's never relied on young guards. He's going to, because who else well, is going to come in here and play? Is, it,
2: it, I'm, I'm convinced that once the pecking order of some of the transfer guards that they wanted turned away, or, or what, no longer interested because of the extra, the add of a black to that backcourt, I'm convinced he finished out the portal with look, I'm just gonna put trees around these guys, guys with athleticism, length, size. We were lacking that last year. We had no depth in the front court. We're gonna fix that. And I think Duke helped help bring him to that conclusion, that game.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, but I also think he has a lot of faith in these guys. And sure. it's not that when he's recruited younger guys before they didn't have faith in it faith in them at some point. But I think he I mean He's answered some of these questions for himself, and maybe he's like, you know, it's kind of like ripping a Band-Aid off. Hey, over over the years, I really haven't done this, but I'm just going to do it. I'm going to bite the bullet and do it. I, I believe in these guys, and and I've seen them, you know. And and it's not just the five stars. There, there's capable there's capable guys in those other three top 100 rated players, you know, that are right. That's five right. four players.
1: So. Exactly. That Ford is is certainly one. So you got. I just think back, and again when you take a kind of a historical back look, Nolan Richardson was just, I mean, his program was just taken off. He hadn't been the Elite Eight or anything yet. But when that freshman class came in for the 88-89 season, which, again, I'm not ready to say this class is as good as that one because you had three first-round draft picks in it. We'll see what happens with these guys. Lee Mayberry was the point guard. He was a freshman. He was the point guard. And has there ever been a better one at Arkansas? And he was the point guard for four years. And Todd Day played as a freshman. Oliver Miller, those guys played as freshmen, all three of them. So i got to believe if these three guys are that good, they're all going to play, and that means they're going to take up a lot of minutes, and that means you put a couple big guys with them. And so, yeah, if, if he's that good, then why can't you be the starting point guard as a freshman?
2: Agreed. And, and you know, I love the versatility of Jordan Walls. I think he can play a true 3-4. Sometimes he can be a wing. You could you – could, you have the versatility to go small and let the bigs catch their breath. Uh, you know, because Arkansas is going to be lining up at having at least four guys now that are 6'9 or taller, and if Jalen Williams yeah. comes back, that's five.
1: Yeah, that's right.
2: Um, but, but I think there's versatility also in what most can do. I don't think – I still am going to be surprised if he expands his rotation. We say every year, look at all this talent, number one right. recruiting class, number oh. two in the portal, whatever, and, and, and we see the same limited rotation. I'm not ready to step out and say he's going to expand that, but I do think, he, think he's given himself more options than he did last year in recruiting because he had to play small. Even, he tried to get big, as big as he could, when he tweaked the lineup and brought Trey Wade in and, and, and you know, bringing two guards off the bench instead of starting two. You know, JD Notay was really the only guard. I don't look at Tony or Moody or Wade as, as guard types. And even though Tony defended guards, he played more like a, a very small four. On well, offense.
1: So, we, well, you study this a lot. This
2: is going to have more, I think, versatility for Musselman to choose from. At the end of the day, I still think he sticks six, seven deep.
1: Think about this, so, Kevin, you, and I think you're right, eight at the most. Okay. So, think about this. We're sitting here looking at 10 new players on this team. Do you think there's going to be at least 10 next year? Because anybody <laughs> that doesn't play is going to leave. And if these three five stars all come in and they're all super they may be all be gone. And right. some of the four stars, if they don't get to play much, they may be gone. And some of these transfers, out of the all these guys he's brought in, out of the four of them, maybe only two of them play, so the other two leave. So we could be seeing the same thing next year, couldn't we?
2: Absolutely. And I think if anybody's built for this, it's Eric Mossman. He's used That's to right. turning oh, over I new know. blood. Yeah. The difference is it's been six or seven. Tim's a little bit different. You know, six or seven's about half your roster. Um, you know, he brought Kamani Johnson. He's had a scholarship open two years ago. He brought in Kamani Johnson at midterm yeah. to get him in the fold. But, uh, you know, this is a little bit different. But, I mean, he, if anybody can handle it, I think it's Eric Nolson.
1: Randy's just laughing, aren't you? Randy's I am laughing.
2: He, Randy's got his white I've, I've,
0: uh, I've, I've worn out paper. I've worn out wide out <laughs> Um, I I almost put up the white flag today after Jalen Graham came flying through. All right. Um, one difference also, Kevin, in this template, is Eric Musselman, when using the transfer portal, has also relied heavily upon seniors, and that usually is giving him that advantage. Now Tony was different because he got a year back because of COVID. But normally, just like it was with uh, likes and the others this year, uh, they had, they were one of your players. He knew that. So that was yep. at least three spots that he knew that he could fill, in this case, with the incoming class. And he would expect, as we all expected, there would be some transfers off the current roster. All right, that's happened. Chance Moore, um, KK Robinson, Connor Vanover. So we knew that was going to happen. Um, But in this case, though, Jalen Graham has got at least two years of eligibility. The Mitchell twins have at least, what, two years of eligibility. And Brazil, we believe, has three years of eligibility. That, to me, and and Rick quickly cast that down a few moments ago by saying, well, that doesn't matter, you know, (laughs) except for the fact that these guys will be using that – free pass in Whoa. order to be immediately eligible. So if they do want to transfer again, that's like Jackson Robinson. Yeah. Jackson Robinson, if he wants to transfer, he's got to transfer and sit out a year. Yeah. Kamani Johnson had to sit out a year. So he's got the, the free pass if he wants to leave. And we know about Devo Davis. But my point is he's building this roster at least from the front differently that he's built in times past because so many of these kids have multiple years of eligibility left when normally that would not the case in times past
2: yeah you know i was i was thinking about that and, and they do have the do over years so example you know jalen graham this will be his senior year coming up and it will be his fourth year it would normally be a senior year but he's getting the right. do over that's so right. he'll have an extra he does have two more and you know, similar with the, the Mitchell twins. I mean, they started in Maryland, they transferred, they played two years. So this will be their fourth year. But granted, they get two more. Um, and well, then hang you, on, keep, keep, keep thinking a about that.
0: Gotta take yeah, a keep, I've hang got on. some more questions for you, Kevin. <laughs> and there's only <laughs> 1198 <laughs> left in the portal for me. Justin to talk and Wend joined again by Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net. Actually, Kevin, I'll start you off with some questions coming uh, from our Asher Record Service Company, a uh, lot feedback real quick. Jim says, he actually addressed this to me, but I'll address it to you instead. Kevin, should we be worried Anthony Black not signed yet?
2: No, because he, he can't sign yet. The first day of the spring period is the 13th, so that's next week. Um, And, you know, the the early period is usually a week long. It's about seven or eight days in in November, usually mid-November. The spring period's a little different. You've got roughly five weeks. And so with COVID, they they extended some of those dates. I don't know if they've gone back to a normal calendar, but a normal calendar is about a five-week spring period, and it starts on the 13th. So now – and I don't think – there should be anything in these additions in the portal that would threaten him or anybody that's already signed because they're all big guys. I mean, I look at these signees, by the way, guys, out of the portal. You're not just adding height. None of these guys are stiffs. They're long. They're athletic. Mm-hmm. They play defense, yeah. active. Uh, they, they have high uh, defensive reputations and ratings. Uh, so you've got rim protection. You've got guys that can move, play above the rim. And when I start thinking about what gifted passers, guys like Nick Smith are, Jr. and and, and Anthony Black, you know, I know Josephine. I've seen him since he was in eighth grade. Everybody paints him in the corner of being a great shooter, but the guy makes really good passes. He sees the floor. You know, so there's several guys, and, and uh, Jordan Walsh, whether he's a 3-4 combo, he's a good passer. So I really think when I look at the makeup of this team, uh, there's going to be a lot, a lot of flying above the rim. Now Arkansas is going to, it's going to start on defense. I'm not saying they're going to run up and down the court every game, but I do think Arkansas is going to be able to play above the rim. Some last year's team was mostly a below the rim team. They had to get physical. They had to get to the free throw line. You can still get to the free throw line, but you want other teams trying to contend with you playing above the rim. And I think things will be a little bit easier for this team in transition, even in half court, because they got guys that can go up and get it and slam it.
0: Second question from our Azure Record Service company live in feedback. Billy says Kevin mentioned something behind the scenes related to Chance Moore's decision to leave anything about the program to be concerned about. Also, as big of a freshman class and excited as we are, aren't the chances that one or two are gone in a couple of years? What kind of impact does that continued activity have on the program?
2: So I, I got the first part of that about chance, and I, we cut out this little bit something deep, and I missed something. Uh,
0: anything about that decision to leave uh, that should be concerning about the program?
2: I don't think so. Sometimes it's just not a good fit. And, and so where a lot of players are going to transfer, a lot of it's because they're not playing. And so that's enough of a reason to say, well, this isn't a good fit for me. I think it was a little bit beyond that, but it was nothing Ugly, I'll put it that way, on the players' part or the, or the staff's part. I just think, uh, you know, it wasn't. It was beyond just not getting playing time. I, I don't know that he ever would have. And I think the guys coming in made it even harder for him, maybe to envision a role. So, uh, but you know, guys like K.K. Robinson and Connor Vanover, at the end of the day, this wasn't the best fit for them, from the standpoint of they haven't, they weren't on the court. Yeah, and they got to think with with all the players that were being brought in, they could see it. They saw that class.
1: A chance more um, of the same. do want you to play.
2: Think? It's time to get in the portal. Yeah,
1: Chance more of the same. He, he, you know, my gosh, he hardly played as a freshman, and here comes this other group in. So, you know, that's right. He'll find a place to play, hopefully. Uh,
0: any concern about the freshman class? Chances one or two are gone within a couple of years. Uh, uh, that's almost now normal attrition, is it
2: not? Good? Right. Yeah, it is. It is, and I think Mark Mosman's going to coach the way he wants to coach, and. Uh, meaning he, he can't, you know, he can't placate everybody. He's got to do the things that he's used to doing the way he does it. And the signees, their families, if they're paying attention to Arkansas basketball, they know there's a tight rotation. They know sometimes it's a, a bit of a hill and a climb for younger players to go on the court. I may not always agree with it, but I don't coach them, and I'm not getting paid to go to Elite age because I promise you I'd probably check up short on getting that far. Uh, but he does get paid to do it, and he's had success. So you just got to trust the process as fans. Every you know it's a little scary when you're bringing in two new 10 new guys but I think Eric Mussman knows what he's doing uh, cuz he's proven that even when there's some hiccups and bumps when they get it corrected they don't just kind of you know they they hit the pedal I mean it, the last two years in mid January they were the uh, arguably the hottest team in college basketball both years that's a huge statement doing that once is, is something to be proud of but doing it in back to back years is a big deal
0: he ain't scared all right, uh, Chubby <laughs> says, Kevin, if you can explain how we decide to bring in the Mitchell twins and forego four Dawes Amik from Utah Valley. Was there less interest from Amik, or did we not want to wait on him while he visits other schools?
2: Well, he's visiting other schools. He's got his name in the draft portal, and his set. He told me repeatedly he's going to go through that process, and so – Sometimes, you know, if you, what's the old saying, a bird in the hand or don't look a gift horse in the mouth, if you like what you can get committed and signed now, you don't roll that dice, especially when you don't know what Jalen Williams is going to do. Uh, because you could lose You could lose him and never get the other guy, and then you missed on some guys. So, again, I go back to Eric Muslin and his staff. They do these – they crunch these things in these scenarios, and I always think of him as just playing an advanced level of chess and so either, either these other coaches and programs can catch up and try to catch up and figure out what he's doing right, or they can continue to fumble around still trying to figure out how to play checkers in the portal because he, I trust what he's doing in the portal for sure. Checkers? Okay.
0: Uh, this from Eddie. He says, ask Hoop Scoop what the projected starting lineup is if Jalen
2: is not back. Wow. That, <laughs> it was going to be easier if he said Jalen is back. Um, so I'm going to go Devo Davis all day long. I'm going to go Nick Smith Jr. I'm going to go uh, Jordan Walsh, those three. If Jalen's back, him. If he's not back, uh, then I'm, I'm going to go with uh, the, the Graham kid. I think he's going to be in that starting lineup. Second team, all Pac-12 last year. First little guy. Um, and so that leaves another player. And so if, if Melsman wants to go big, I think we're going to see one of the twins in the lineup, and he may alternate twins and let the other team guess which one it is. Um, and, um, you know, so did that you was say the Anthony Black? Did I hear Anthony Black's name? You know, I think he might find a, one of these first I think is going to have potentially a six-man role, a, a six-man role. and I think that's okay. I don't, I don't think he, you'd necessarily have to plug in three five-stars in the starting lineup. Certainly, if he makes that choice, I think it's going to be Devo Davis, and I think it'll be one of the bigs. Uh, I'll go with Graham for now until, until I learn more about these guys. So there is always a potential that he puts all three five stars in the starting lineup, sure. But based on his track record, guys, you know, I think plugging two in right away freshmen, you know, that might be a good start for him, but we'll see. All
0: right, we're going to try to – I don't know if we got time, but let's try it anyway. Oh, Never mind. got
1: plenty of time for a busy signal.
0: That solved that issue right there. Okay. All right, Kevin, we're out of time. We've. Oh, real quick, let's try to squeeze this in. Clay Mosier stepping down. Anthony Ruda moves in.
2: Yeah, I teased that a couple of days ago. and Y'all caught me. I was trying to just blend that into a longer thing. did But, yes, there was a staff change. And because Anthony Rudis steps in, that means there's another opening on the staff. So we're going to see some shuffling, and I believe, guys, we're going to see one, at least one more staff change, not necessarily on the bench, but other st- names we've heard in that program. There's a, it's a big staff. I think we're going to see at least one or two. Kevin, uh, got to go. more.
0: Got to go. Thank you, Kevin. Kevin McPherson, hoop scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net.